This is where the big boys play, huh? you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handled family gradunzel. I am Sir Michael Cole. You there, sitting at home, acknowledge me. Number four, Armbar. This ain't no disco, ain't no country club either. This is the Three Count Thursday podcast. <laughs> so let's go, baby. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 3CT. We are live. It is October 13th, 2022, and we are glad to be back with you for another week. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Uh, make sure you head over to 3CountThursday.com. That's where you'll find all of our social media links, our YouTube page, our merchandise over at tpublic.com. You can pick up one of these guys. Look at that. Look at that. Repping. Um, and uh, and much, much more. I think we're up to 35 designs, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Um, and, uh, and much, much more. Again, 3CountThursday. Dot com. Uh, no mark tonight. Uh, this is the the Wiggles show. Is that? Yeah. Is that where Mark's at this week? Sounds right. Yep. Sounds about right. Uh, believable anyway. Yeah, mo- that is certainly the uh, the most believable uh, story of the group. If you are following along, Wait, is 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 he going to see the Wiggles or is he a Wiggle? That's an excellent question, that's a, Ryan. That's a great point. You know, I've never. I've I haven't seen them together. S- yeah, I haven't. So I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Uh, Devin joining us. How's it going, Speaking Devin? Speaking of wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Scotty, uh, he says, uh, "Good evening, everyone." He says he's cooking bacon, bur- bacon hamburgers, and cleaning. He's watching Thursday night football and listening to us. Well, we're going to be more entertaining than Thursday night football. I'm willing to guarantee that one. Um, he says, go Phillies. We're still better than Bruce Pritchard. Big Mac joining us as well. Um, he says, thanks for getting him through the 30-minute drive to the station. Yeah, out there delivering those Amazon packages, uh, Big Mac. So we appreciate you. It was pr- prime week this week. So, uh, Oh, is it? Thank you, Big Mac. It was, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, Ryan. How you doing? Real good. I'm just thankful for people like... Big Mac, I guess, for delivering packages and Devin for rising above hate and doing what he does all the time. So um, you guys motivate me. I'm totally motivated right now. Good. You you look motivated. Tim. How you doing? Hey. Uh, oh, I need to have this. Uh, hold on. Um, I, wasn't her, I wasn't ready for this. Uh, can you go to Matt really quick and then come back to me? Sure. I Matt. A, How you doing? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm doing real good, boys. Real good. 
not at the Wiggles concert. Thanks for the invite, Mark. Um, sure. I'd like to been involved in in that decision making, um, but we got fun show here tonight. I'm watching the Flyers hopefully lose. Let's let's go all aboard the tank train here for the Flyers and trust the process. Yeah, uh, Rodney checking in here. Yeah, Rodney's uh, still still holding on to his uh, PW scorecard uh victory yeah scotty says there's more people watching this uh than thursday night football there might be there, there might, might be, be. Um, and there can always now, be more here there can always be more yeah give there's, there's, there's i did i don't think i even shared this with anybody but i did get a, a private message there from uh from our current progressive scorecard champion <clears throat> saying it's as easy as purchasing him a three count thursday shirt from our t public store and he will give Tim the rest of his picks if if we supply him with a shirt. That was the, the proposition. Serious? I said, we're too cheap. But uh, <laughs> he said the offer is good through the show. All right. All right. Well, there we are. The offer's out good there. Good to know. Chris, uh, Chris said he just waits for Tim's burn list. Yeah, and Chris, uh, Chris, a member of our uh, fantasy football league. It's a spreadsheet now, baby. I know, dude. I love it. I We're love in it. the 22nd century. I'm playing 3D chess out here. It's great. Ain't nobody, nobody outscored my sixth-round kicker. Nobody. Suck my back. Man, I've never seen Tim that fired up for now. Jesus. Suck like, it. <laughs> Drafting a kicker in the sixth round that sucks. Every single one of your players sucked. Every one of you motherfuckers that got drafted was boom. And you An let Pucker, the greatest kicker in the history of kicking a football, just outscore all of you. God dang it, Bobby. Jeez, goodness sakes, Tim. How you I'm doing? I'm not gonna do any lyrics. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna uh, read off lyrics for Biz Marquis, just a friend. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> you, you got what I need. Let's do that next week when Mark's back. Let's all just pick a song. Yeah, let's all just pick a random off. song. And when it comes to him, he has nothing to say. <laughs> oh man, man! First off, Chris, no, this is not a kids show. That that Devin's, is that. Devin's one. listening. Oh, Devin's like 42. Devin, how old are you? Yeah, come on. Come on. We got to know. We got to know, Devin. In, in inches. <laughs> <laughs> like a tree, right? You got to count. Not one of those little saplings either. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's like a rainforest. One of those sequoias. It's big. It's enormous. Rod spoil a child, right? Jeez. Uh, um. I don't think that's what it means. 24. 24. 24 inches he is. There you go. There you go. 24 inch python, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, that well, that's just a round. That's not the life. Brother. Um, Rodney can take that offer and he can stick it. Oh, oh no. if he wants goodness. a t-shirt, he can go like every other hang adult stick it, brother. T public store on our on our website, threecountthursday.com, and he can buy himself a $13 t-shirt. Yeah, man. Come on. I don't want I don't want your sympathy picks. I want you to make better picks. <laughs> I was gonna That's say what Tim, I want. Now, truth be told, I don't love the pick. But of all the sells and all the selling we've seen this past weekend, he wasn't wrong. That was the greatest sell from one of the best heels the sport has ever seen. 
wrong sport. I would believe it if we were doing a wrestler of the week on Huddle Up, courtesy of Big Jim Podcasts. There you go. Okay. Okay. But idea. Huddle Up don't do that. We don't. That ain't the huddle. This ain't the Huddle Up show. We, we don't do a wrestler. This is the, the wrestling. This is one of the two wrestling shows. I would love to see the, the look on Jim, Kyle's face if Jim I just dropped Kyle. Conglomerate. Kyle, who's your wrestler of the week from the NFL? Uh, Kyle's face would just explode. Thirty-five percent off everything on uh, T Public right now. So thirteen dollars. Everything's thirty-five percent off right now. I, now I will say this: I want everybody who played in the pro wrestling scorecards. I want you to take a look. I want you to, whenever you have the chance, just look at the, look at the rankings. I was this close from smoking all y'all, and that's when I try. Y'all don't want me to try. <laughs> <laughs> what does Devin have to say about that? And, that- and, and for, I got a gripe with pro wrestling scorecards, by the way, because Uh-oh. they gave credit to motherfuckers Uh-oh. who said the fiend was there. Ooh. I didn't know a dude in a fiend mask counted as being the fiend. Was Bray Wyatt a separate choice? Yes. Bray Wyatt and The Fiend were two choices, and Rodney picked both of them, and they both counted because somebody was dressed up as The Fiend. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can argue. You can argue. The Fiend is Bray Wyatt. Was Rambling How can they be different people? Like, you can... Have you you ever seen the movie Identity? Wrestling is real. That movie is fake. I thought you had an actual stroke there for a second. <laughs> I was about to. Getting kerf- I'm about to have a kerfuffle over here. Easy. It's going to be okay. That movie. I'm sure you would remember that. It's going to be okay. Guy, right? I promise. That was uh, John Cusack. Was that Cusack? Okay. By the Ray way, Yoda. gentlemen, in terms of the oh, yeah. public, I, uh, yeah, film, this, like this is the new, I got this on the, uh, on the heavyweight t-shirt naturally. Cause I'm fat. Um, yep. But uh, much better quality. It's uh, it's 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 a gilded. You're sweating in it. I'm always sweating. That's fair. If I'm if I'm awake, I'm sweating. Um, I'm probably sweating in my sleep too, if we're being honest. Um, but but the the heavyweight shirt is a gilded, so it's a little bit better brand. I think it's only a dollar more, uh, per shirt. Um, printing seems better. Shirt much better quality than the uh, than the standard one. So. Um, if you are checking out the T Public store, I would recommend that. Um, well, you're just all about getting more money out of the people, aren't you, Jim? I mean, that's how it works, right? Like, that's oh. merchandising, merchandising. Got it. That's my bad. That's my bad. All right, let's, uh, let's Shane McMahon, <laughs> the best in the world. Let me get it out of the way. Right. Once it's done, it's done. You can't you can't do it more I than once. I didn't do it for like a week or two. You didn't. That's true. You didn't. There was like a week or two. I thought you might have been on the show. I think we hit it on the Tuesday one every now and again, but I don't think we hit it here. Rarely. Yeah, if so. I don't hit it here, I hit it Tuesday. I just didn't want to hear that on this day song right now. Shane McMahon. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to do on this day. Do you what not want to do? If? I like I like the what ifs. I mean, I don't have any. Can you do a on this day, but just play what if instead? So you want me to play this on this day in 1967, and it's like a hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, it's like what if 
on okay. this day it happened. All right, let's try. It did. Let's try that. On this day, Duke the Dumpster Drose was born in 1970. In uh, 1975, WWF World Champion Bruno San Martino defended his title against Ivan Koloff, the man who ended his first title reign in 1971 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. The match ended in a draw after a 20-minute brawl where the referee ruled that both men were bleeding too heavily to continue. Uh, a slew of wrestlers had to come out and separate the two. Uh, this was the first of three straight MSG shows headlined by the two, culminating a few months later in a the first steel cage match ever held at MSG. Of all the ideas that Ryan has had for this show, this is the stupidest one. It's this is bad. It's not working. Start over with the uh, other one. I'll, well, how about I? I'll just pivot. I'll just pivot. I'm not going to start over. Uh, in 1981. Uh, Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito defeated Tony Gurria and Rick Martel for the WWF World Tag Team titles in Allentown, Pennsylvania, when Martel had salt thrown in his eyes as he went for the flying body press. This ended Gurria and Martel's second title reign. On this day. 1985, Ivan and Nikita Koloff defeated the Rock and Roll Express for the NWA World Tag Team title in Charlotte, North Carolina. This began the second reign for the Koloffs, who lost the belts to Morton and Gibson three months earlier. On this day. 1992, Money Inc., Ted DiBiase and IRS, defeated the natural disasters of Typhoon and Earthquake for the WWF tag team title in Regina, Saskatchewan to begin their second title reign. On this day. 2006, WWE Films The Marine, starring John Cena, opened in theaters. It ranked sixth. For Friday evening, earning an estimated $2.25 million. Over the course of its theatrical run, the film made $22,165,608 worldwide. Jim, what was the tagline of that movie? Uh, I don't have the tagline. What was the what was the budget on that film? Did they recoup their... <laughs> I do not know. Probably not. Let's be honest. On this day. Finally, in 2012, Ring of Honor presents their 11th Glory by Honor pay-per-view from the International Center in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The show featured eight matches, and in the main event, Kevin Steen defeated Michael Elgin to retain the ROH World Championship. And those were the events that occurred. On this day. Uh, October the 13th in pro wrestling history. Jim, and that was the Marine 2, you said? Uh, that was the Marine. Oh, the he first one. In. Oh, okay. The first one. The, the second one, right? That was DiBiase. Oh, that was that was DiBiase. You're right. My apologies. Wait, like Big Ted or Little Ted? <laughs> little. <laughs> little Ted. Would it have been? Would it have been better with Big Ted? Hundred percent. All right. <laughs> I would have watched that movie. All right, let's. Uh, wow, how... Matt, that was a fifteen million dollar budget. Really? Okay. All right. Seated, carrying him into the green. <laughs> yeah. So it ended up making well, what about what seven? I, I can't imagine them spending much on marketing either. The Marine 2 was made on a $1.5 million budget. <laughs> that tracks. That it's, lost money, didn't it? <laughs> it's, it's not even listed. I don't even know if that made a fucking red cent. <laughs> it would have been all on DVD and Blu-ray sales. The The DVDs Ryan buys us as jokes for Christmas is slowly creeping these movies towards the <laughs> Ted, Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. gets a residual check of 13 cents. Gee, thanks, guys. <laughs> Who was in the Marine 3? Oh, that was Miz. The Miz. 
That's the start of the miss. Teddy Biasi Jr. is getting a residual check from the state of Mississippi? <laughs> Possibly. Um, what? Oh, Tim just said, well, he came back, Devin, and he'll be okay. We're, he can leave. People can leave. I had. I need to make sure that our youngest dog didn't start eating cat shit, okay? Oh, that. Mr. Anderson was in one of the Marines. Really? Movie? I don't think he was. Man, those just—I thought, thought he was in a in a WWF film. Possible. He was in Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, it. That okay. sounds terrible. That doesn't sound good. And let's stop asking questions that could be on Tuesday's episode of Jeopardy. Oh, that's right. a great point. That's great a good point. That's here, a good guys. point. <laughs> My apologies. We don't want to go through all of the WWE films. <laughs> Matt is in charge of trying to look. Stump if you think if you think Ryan and I are going to remember anything from now until we record Jeopardy, I guarantee. I will, <laughs> I will say, spoiler alert: the the Marine franchise is not on the the Jeopardy. Oh, you mean but I watched those bullshit is. for nothing? <laughs> Damn it! I knew I shouldn't have watched them. All right. I had let's... the Wikipedia pulled up. I was studying all three. <laughs> How many Marine movies were there? Five? Six? 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 Holy yeah. hell. Randy Orton was only the star in one, right? Or in, not in the first one, but in one Cena. of them. Guys, all right. We're pushing it. Let's move on. Yeah, we got... <laughs> Come on. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's continue here. Obviously, this past weekend uh, was Extreme Rules uh, from, from Philly. Devin was there. He says he's the real winner, but that's not how the scorecards work, Devin. Um, it had to have been cool to be in the building, um, <laughs> but uh, but that doesn't help you win a scorecard. Um, but uh, in, in, to avoid the confusion or frustration or whatever the hell it wants to be called of uh, main event mid-card kickoff, uh, I'm, I'm blatantly at this point just stealing from Tim's Viewer's Choice podcast. So, like, must watch, must skip, or somewhere in between. Um, so, let's start with with um, must watch. Uh, Ryan, do you, is there anything from this show that you say was must watch? Um, Jim, I'm glad you've started with me because this is actually a wrestling show that I watched. One of the first wrestling shows in a few months that I've watched from the opening bell to the closing segment. Um Boy, and I don't remember shit. It's literally on the um, screen in front of you. Right I know, there. I know. It's right there. Um, <laughs> here's here's what I'm gonna say. This entire card overproduced. I had a blast watching the entire fucking card. I will be hard pressed to pick anything that's must skip. Um, I thought the brawling brutes versus uh, Imperium in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match was quite a slobber knocker. Uh, and I enjoyed the hell out of that match. So that, besides the obvious, is must-watch. Yeah, I mean, the 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 post-main event, uh, I feel like I think we're probably all in agreement. We'll, we'll... Oh, you want me to put a main event title? No, 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 no. I'm saying this, the, the stuff that happened after the main event... Uh, I think was probably I would imagine we all agree was must watch, but What's we the real main event. we will we will talk more about uh, that return um, um, later on. So, um, Matt, is there anything that you say is must watch from this show? 
Well, as someone who did not watch this show at all because I was um, camping, uh, I look forward to hearing the answers of what I should go back and watch. Okay. All right. Uh, Tim, how about you? Is there anything that uh, you say is must-watch from the show? I can absolutely agree with Ryan on the Brawling Brutes. Um, I will say that Bianca Belair and Bailey absolutely showed out. In the first ever one-on-one women's ladder match in WWE history, Um, it was absolutely stellar. Um, Even though I don't necessarily agree with the result, it's still a fantastic match. And... It wasn't the stereotypical ladder match of just taking forever to get up the ladder. Yeah. Every every climb up the ladder was like with urgency and intensity, and it was fantastic. Cannot complain one bit about this ladder match at all. Yeah, no. Hey, Jim, I... what, what's a must-watch for you? Um... I'm going to go with the fight pit. I thought WWE's presentation of the fight pit, first one in WWE proper because the the, the first two were in NXT, uh, first one in a large arena setting um, because the very first fight pit was NXT without crowds at all. The second one was NXT with very limited crowds in the Performance Center. Uh, so this one, the the first time in front of a large crowd, I know they kind of uh, doctored it up a little bit with with uh, some lighting elements, uh, some um, like along the 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 top platform had kind of the extreme logo background stuff along the top of the uh, of it. But but I thought that uh, both Rollins and and Riddle um, presented that match to a pay-per-view arena crowd uh, extremely well. Um, Seth Rollins continues um, to to operate at at, uh, probably height of powers for for Seth Rollins, at least in my opinion. Um, And and Riddle is proving himself to be one of the uh, top players in the WWE. Like, look, the the injury to Randy Orton sucks, and it absolutely blows that, that we still do not know if Randy Orton's ever going to wrestle again, uh, I got I. From last I heard, and this is this is relatively recent. They're thinking he's done, done. Yeah, I I, I kind of seen the reports that that there's uh, it's, l- quote legitimate it's, concern. It's his back. Yeah. So, um, from what I've gathered from from sources. The SummerSlam match from this past SummerSlam was supposed to be Randy and Roman. Mm -hmm. And then after that match, Randy was going to take time off to get his back checked. He went to the doctor before that, and the doctor was like, you're done. Calm down. Um, If it me, if it... Uh, any consideration, it it feels very much like 
Mark's Mark's not here, but I don't know if you all remember back when Rick Rude got hurt. Oh shit! Yeah, vaguely. Quietly retired. Oh man, that's it's close to that. Like it's a back injury. You don't really remember. You don't really remember where he broke his back or when the injury happened. But think about it. Randy Orton's been RKOing people for twenty years. Yeah, it's a long time. That's a long time. Um, right off that taking that bump like, um uh, another another and this is outside of the wwe world but another uh injury concern situation yeah uh, a lot of reports today about adam cole um and and he's been out for a while uh out of action that it's a, a severe concussion and there's concern within aew reportedly that that adam cole may never wrestle again which would apps i mean Look, I mean, it sucks for anybody to have to retire because of injury. Um, Randy Orton, of course, has spent you know twenty plus years in the business. Adam Cole, really, um, still in the the earlier portion of his uh, of his career, so that would a- absolutely be horrible. So uh, we wish, obviously, the both of them the best uh, as they continue um, continue to recover. But uh, yeah, like, but, but Riddle, I mean, you know, I said coming out of the the Thunderdome era, I, I said I thought that. There was an opportunity there for Riddle to be um, one of the biggest stars in this company, um, and especially now, I think the the change at the top with Triple H has has helped that. I think Triple H is is a is is, is sees Riddle for the potential that he has. So, um, so Devin here says he said he couldn't see anything in the fight pit from where he was sitting until they got to the top of the uh, top of the cage. Yeah, it's always the hard part with cages or Punjabi prisons or any of those sort of things. Uh, depending where you are, you may not actually be able to see any of the action um, without you know seeing any. Sounds of the... like you weren't the real winner, then, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's why those types of matches always kind of deter me from. You're me. a loser. I'd be ex- <laughs> when I'd be like, excited to go see that, Mike. Right. Like, I'm curious how War Games is going to look. No. You brought it. War Games! You War did it. Games! War Games! War Games! And now that the, now that the, child, the children are done, we can actually <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. But that, with that match, it's going to be curious to see how production is um, with Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm curious if the change to red actually helps the live audience I am, see through the page. Um I, I from different times where they've had um like the chamber matches and, and things like that, um the people who have seen like elimination chamber or not elimination chambers, the hell in a cell from the old uh, regular fence to like the red. Some people have said they have actually found the red easier to watch mm-hmm. live. Um, wh- whether that you know parlays to the uh, to to the WG, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's you know like those. Yeah, those are the kind of ones where kind where kind of stinks. You know, this time and ended up actually being the main event uh, when you go to. You know, a Hell in a Cell, there's usually two Cell matches. This year at Survivor Series, there's going to be two WG matches. So um, if you're at those events, um, certainly you're, you're going to have some obstructions uh, obstructions there. Um, Tim, was there anything else on the on this show? I, I see Ryan is uh, is uh, taking a business call. Um, but uh, is there any... 
over here. Is there anything else from this show that you would mark as must watch? <sighs> the last 10 minutes of Finn Balor and Edge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. Like the judgment day have gone from being a joke to being like the second best thing in the WWE. And all it took was Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> all it took was Dominic Mysterio. How crazy is that? It it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, but zero sense. But man, like it is it is so good and, and like I don't understand and and maybe it's just like this character is like more natural for him. I don't know because even like I've seen like on on Raw and stuff, like he seems more natural with a microphone in his hand. Um with with this one with with this character um it, yeah, like Judgment Day, Judgment Day infinitely better. Um right. with uh with with Dom uh and I agree. The match itself uh almost 30 minutes long. Um and not that the 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 20 minutes before the the final 10 was bad because I don't think it was, but I don't think there was anything in that you know 15 to 20 minute time that was was much what but once you started getting um you know the the involvement of the judgment day and beth phoenix and and all of that like that's that's where business you know to steal a jim ross phrase that's where business really started to pick up and um and it really came around so yeah i'll, I'll agree with you on that one um and I also agree with you on the on the opener, the six man tag. I, the, I I think that's definitely a must watch as well. Um, I, I don't have anything the 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 other two matches I don't have as a must watch. Um, Tim, do, does either match two or match three go into the must skip for you? Every Ronda Rousey Liv Morgan <laughs> match is a must skip. Okay, this is no exception. Okay. They have negative chemistry okay, together. I, okay, I agree. Um, I understand what they were going for in the match, but Liv is definitely not there to be like countering MMA holds. Yeah, yeah. Look. It just it, the, the styles clash was too too extreme, um, too too vast. Uh, it, it just didn't work for me. It, it doesn't work for me. Um, I'm glad the titles off live. Um, go learn a new hold. <laughs> um, and we now have Rhonda in like her purest form. Yeah, yeah. Of just like cocky shit pusher inner ronda rousey um so i'm very oh interested where we're, going. we're going with this for the the women's title as the puppy symphony is just going off in the background I hear but that. uh yeah ronda ronda and live was just not for me that's a an nft and not for tim uh scotty asked or uh Scotty asks here, Tim, who has had chemistry with, with Rhonda? Charlotte. Okay. Rhonda Charlotte yep. had really good chemistry. Um 
We never really got to find out if Becky did, right? No, because I don't think they've had a one-on-one no, match. Uh-uh. Um. Thanks, Naya. Yeah, like, but I think Charlotte, but but Charlotte also, Charlotte also has relatively good matches with almost everybody. That is true. I thought that Ronda and uh, you're gonna hear me talk out both sides of my mouth. Matt, I want you to notate this day down, October 13th. Tim's going to say something positive about Sasha Banks. I hey. thought that Ronda and Sasha from the Royal Rumble uh, was real good. We interrupt this broadcast to bring a special report. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that Ronda and Sasha did well, too. Um, so... Rhonda does have good chemistry with some people. Uh, I think that when they're both on their best, I think that Rhonda and Natty have decent chemistry. Yeah. I just, they have to have a certain kind of match. If they try to do anything outside of like the hard hitting style, yeah, there's they, you can't ha- you can't do anything fancy. finesse with those two. Right. No, like they're good friends. They need to beat the shit out of each other because they're good friends. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how it works. Um, I agree. Yeah, this one, look, Ronda, new champ. Um, I I would I would tend to lean Yay. towards I would tend to lean towards must skip. <laughs> uh, if it if it if the rumors of getting a uh, kind of change in character for for Liv Morgan. Um, then Ron Ronnie's doing the Lord's work as well. Um, I think you've gotten about as far as you can with with Liv as presented. Um, well, what's her character supposed to be? Um, the, the like the the scrapper, always fighting, like just happy to be happy to be here, glad to win, got my chance. Uh, she was the Rudy of the women's division. <laughs> kind of, kind of, I guess. But Rudy didn't play. Rudy played. He got in. He got. The, he finished the game with a sack. Tim, in the he movie. was offside. Remember? No, that was a, that was real. Tim, uh-huh. that's a real thing that happened. Like he, was the, like outside, he was not offside, Ryan. He was not offside. I like the new auto erotic asphyxiation, Liv Morgan. That's a pretty hot gimmick. I like that one. I hate. That's one thing that makes it the most must must skip for me. It's an <laughs> arm bar. Can't... She's doing an arm move to her, and somehow Liv's getting choked out by it. She was in like the crutch of her leg. Liv put her leg her, her her throat down and it was like oh <laughs> yeah because like, she didn't really know how to boy, I, boy, boy I learned something about myself today I, okay <laughs> um yeah, yeah that, you can search for that, that on hanging right here <laughs> watch out David Carradine you're gonna oh, Jesus you come up short um uh, so lastly uh with the Carrying Lashley Cro- was not on the card. No, he was not. He was. That was Monday. That was Monday. Bobby. Um, uh, Cross versus McIntyre. Not must watch, but is it must skip? Boy, those boys strapped on hard. <laughs> One boy did. Oh yeah, Cross. I I love. I, I'm. I've I've gone on record before that I'm I'm on the. I'm on the uh, carrying cross kryptonite. Okay. I'm on it. But 
man, he just doesn't feel, doesn't look comfortable at all. Like Drew knew how to swing that strap and was connecting with everything. And just Karrion Cross looked like he was reluctantly whipping a goat. <laughs> We've uh, all been there. <laughs> wait, what? Like it just, I don't know what it is, but like, Cross. Tell you what it is. It's the hair. He just, he just doesn't feel comfortable. It it's the hair, man. I'm telling you, he's got to go. He he's got to lose the hair. In the ring, he's got he he's got to get it together. But he still looks, acts, and breathes like a WWE superstar. Absolutely. Like the presentation is fantastic. Everything's there. The in-ring stuff will come. It just it isn't there yet, and it pisses me off. Because the longer it takes for him to get that, he can only live so long in this spooky world yeah. now that King Spooky is back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how long, how long is your black and white TikTok clock stuff gonna be happening when literally Bray Wyatt's out here putting dead heads on stuff and he's got puppets coming back to life and like this man is this man made the entire WWE universe come for four weeks off of promos <laughs> about like crossword puzzles and this white rabbit and like digging up an X and fireballs. There's way too much come here. Like literally the entire internet was just like, huh, it's Bray, it's Bray, it's Bray. And then eventually it's Bray. <laughs> and like carrying Cross is like, I'm still here. I'm Cross doing my thing. Spooky character. Yes, he you're, you're is. Comparing, you're comparing Jason Statham to Freddy Krueger. It's not. It's not the same comparison. Karrion Cross is not Jason Statham. He is. He's gonna run and kick your door down. He's a transporter. No, he's the. He's watch, not the transporter, he's, Ryan. He has he's too a much air. Clock. He's a doomsday clock guy. And then he's Mad Max. <laughs> That's not scary or spooky either. I would say Mad Max is kind of spooky. I offer no help spooky in this conversation. Spooky or different? I think even spooky would be a stretch for Mad Max. Look, well, I'm not I've a got a vanilla guy, I have to, I have to side with Tim or Matt on this. Well, I'm vanilla. Okay, <laughs> it's spooky, black and white, and black and white stuff, and menacing females who control dudes. That's all spooky stuff. G women menacing and children, females that control dudes, they're called wives. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed on 3CT on Thursday here on Facebook. But yeah, that's that's all the must watch, must skip. Yeah. Um, Matt, if, Matt, if you've got time to like actually go back and watch this, it's honestly not a horrible show to just put on in the background and run through. Okay. Like, the show had great flow. Like Rhonda and Liv was bad, but it wasn't long. And like Carrying okay. Cross and McIntyre was decent, but not like out of your way to go see. But the opener, banger. The ladder match, banger. The fight pit might not be for everybody's cup of tea. I thought it was must watch, but that was for like the presence of it. But it's definitely worth seeing. And then of course, like 
on final or not final wrestling place, but on a uh, viewer's choice. I didn't even include the Bray Wyatt stuff in the must watch must skip category because you don't have a choice. Yeah, like, I could see that. Yeah, like, I was going to say I mean, you you had you basically had to go out of your way to avoid it uh over over the past watch. few days, you know what I mean? This was this was definitely like you watch this if you watch Extreme Rules. You're watching for the White Rabbit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it and and you know, if you're a Bray Wyatt fan, uh, even if you missed Extreme Rules, you were going to make your way to watch it. Um, so let's kind of go out of order a little bit since we're already talking about the end. The three count uh, question of the week. Extreme rules. Um, you know, it, the the end of a Triple H premium live event is very similar to the end of a Triple H NXT takeover. Um, they make you think that the show's over and then something else happens. Because uh, as Riddle and Daniel Cormier were, uh, you know, as Cormier was holding up Riddle's arm. You mean Carl Winslow? <laughs> The views expressed uh, by Tim Taylor, not that. No, that's what the internet was calling it. Yeah, I I know. I know. Um, And then I watched it, and I was like, I know Carl Winslow when I see him. You know, you know. Reginald Vell Johnson was looking real good at Extreme Rules. He was. was. Um, But uh, lights go out. We start hearing spooky singing of got the whole world in his hands. We see all of the... uh, all of the Firefly Funhouse characters. We see the burned up fiend head on the commentary table. Uh, we Very see the scary. we see the cobwebs in the Funhouse. We see a creepy uh, scrambled television screen that I'm sure most of us have recognized for one reason or another. Uh, if you grew up in the '90s, um, and then uh, you saw the the doorway. Bray comes out, new mask, uh, still got the lantern, and uh, the show went off the air. Um, this, uh, is, was definitely one of the, the most well-executed returns, um, ever. Um, it, it was, it was fantastic. I thought it was executed perfectly by, by WWE and, and, um, and, and all the pieces involved. Um, so before we get to the actual question of the week, um, for Ryan, Matt, I know you said you did, you did, you know, catch this as well. And Tim, your guys' thoughts on the presentation of the uh, the return, Jim? We watched the the show together, and uh, Cormier and uh, and Matt Riddle were heading up. You got the little stamp on the bottom left hand corner of the screen, and um, you're like, "Oh, I guess nothing, Ooh. huh?" Lights go out, um, and I physically sat up and moved to the edge of your couch. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally was one of those moments where I was like, I want to give this my full undivided attention and see what the WWE is going to execute here. Come any um, trash bag. I, I believe it was. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. It was one of the little ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a little guy. Yeah, I don't I don't need a big one. <laughs> You're not Devin. No. <laughs> it was a it was a it was a sandwich baggy. Um it was a thimble. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wild, just so good, man. The, the song, the the character by character by character is one of these characters going to be Bray Wyatt? Is one of these characters? Are we going to see Bray Wyatt? Are we going to get the um, 
the information that the White Rabbit is Bray Wyatt, and we'll have to tune in on Monday. Uh, SmackDown tomorrow. See... Well, I understand. This was this was Sunday, though. Oh, got, okay, gotcha. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, Christ, wait a spoil it. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> you totally no, derailed no, me now. There's no slow builds on Three Count Thursday. No, not on Three Count Thursday. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, man. He it came did. back with a wooden-looking mask on it. That was very, uh, I don't know. I saw somebody say it was like black phone inspired, perhaps. I don't black know. mirror. Black mirror. Black phone. I don't know what it was. Uh, but yeah, it was it was neat. I enjoyed it. It was great. I don't know what you want me to say here, Jim. Yeah, I fucking lost track of just. I'm sorry, Ryan. Smackdown now. Honest to God, my whole brain's like fucking mashed potatoes right now. <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, I guess matter good kind like the lumpy kind. <laughs> I guess matter, Tim. So there's another inspiration on this that I I wanted to bring up. Um, so this is a still shot from yes. Rule. Yes, with the door and the white light shining through, and it is extremely reminiscent of the debut of Brody Lee. From AEW, the shining light through the doorway, and and Harper coming through. Um, it is not a coincidence that this is the same thing. Um, if you follow, um, well, the WWE didn't do it in a freaking cheap ass hallway, but you can see the railings. But <laughs> right, they did it in they did it in the Wells Fargo Center, but in either event. I mean, if you follow WWE news a little bit, you can see that there's probably more to come with a nod and homage to a lost friend for Bray Wyatt. If you go through the uh, the latest trademarkings for World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, I don't have time for that. Just tell us what you're talking about. Uh, so they have recently <laughs> trademarked the phrase... Uncle Harper. Oh wow! Okay, oh, wow. I didn't cool. see that. Uncle Harper for what appears to be this. Um, there's also another one. I think it's like Uncle. It's, I think it's like Uncle Happy. Oh, so we know Baron Corbin's new gimmick. Um, I don't know <laughs> if it's Happy. Um, <laughs> let me. I want to double check and make uh-huh. sure, but um, didn't. No, I'm, not, I'm just going to let that one go. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Howdy, excuse me. Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy and Uncle Harper. Okay. Um, I got him with an Uncle Redbeard. Right. <laughs> um, this The presentation was fantastic, and I didn't think it was going to be anything less than fantastic. Um, To say it is the greatest debut slash return in WWE history. Dog, Cody Rhodes' return was this year. Yeah, yeah. Cody Rhodes' return blows this out of the water. Yeah, it, I mean, they're so... Out the water? Out of the it water. does because you, like, everyone knew it was going to be Bray. Exactly. 100%. And nobody, like, the bubbling was for Cody. 
But then not only did we get Cody, but we got a version of Cody we didn't think we were going to see. That's true. Like, I'll, if, I'll give that. If Cody were going to come to WWE, we didn't think we were going to see the giant ugly neck tattoo <laughs> and like the Cody rise and all the smoke and the Cody music. And like, and literally wrestling Cody. has two royal fans. The song about the big, big, full-blooded Cody Rhodes at, at WrestleMania. Like, and this, we get a new, we get the White Rabbit, Bray Wyatt. Like it was like awesome. the the Cody Rhodes's theme music is basically like a middle finger to the WWE, and we still got it. Like, yeah, the uh, Rhodeses are great. Fuck the <laughs> like, um, yeah. So, uh, I'll agree. I mean, this, this, this definitely uh, hit all the markings for what I wanted out of the Bray out of a Bray return. Matt, your your thoughts on the. Yeah, I think the the entire package from the the slow build, um, you know, the, the teasers, everyone knowing what they were alluding to, but still, that that question of are they trolling us? Are we actually going to get it? I mean, we all I think everyone would have been livid if they had done something stupid and not Bray in that situation. And I think the the return certainly paid off. I'm glad they did it in Philly as well. I think that that crowd. Um, has been waiting for a big moment like that, like we've seen in some of the other major wrestling cities for for many years. So, um, I think that that the payoff was just absolutely perfect. And and Devin, kind of, if you've been following the seventy six thousand messages you've been sending here, <laughs> has alluded to like the the build at the at the arena and are they going to get it? Are they not going to get it? So, like, I, I think that being there live for him to see that, have that question mark still, of, are they just going to give us another teaser for, for Raw, for SmackDown, and then actually delivering was, was probably a cool thing to experience. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know how loud it, we know how loud it came across on, on TV, and, and Devin says it was, it was infinitely louder in, in the building, um, which I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was... I, I love the way it was executed. Um, Devin says he kind of lost the uh, he kind of lost hope after the I quit match. Um, Lou asks, uh, he says he, he was late to the show. He said CM Punk was the White Rabbit, right? Uh, may, maybe in his own mind, I'm not sure. Um, Scotty says Bray's character work is great. His matches, uh, I know, Scotty, you've never been much of a fan. You said uh, his matches are meh to you. Um, uh, you said, and, and you said, that's, that's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. assessment of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like, especially as the fiend. Yes. The fiend is such an anomaly. I think the fiend's only really great match was 2020 rumble the strap match against daniel bryan i don't think he needed to have great matches. no i don't think he i don't think he did either so to even to even like what what were you expecting to get from the theme? It was a supernatural gimmick he had a few moves he fucking twisted guys next and that wasn't his finisher right <laughs> like he didn't need to have a, an impressive move set he uses his body as a weapon, and Bray did that as well. That like running cross body that he does, that like body tackle. I I don't I don't. He's he looks a little bigger too. Yeah, it was kind of hard to tell, but he 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 looks like a big man. <laughs> um, and and potentially we'll find more about that tomorrow. But but to the 
to the actual question. I'm curious about the mask, though. I do like the mask. Yeah, definitely, definitely a different mask. So there's there's going to be, a, a, you know, I assume some sort of change to the character, which I think there has to be. I don't think you you can't bring back the fiend. I think the fiend. That's not really a fiend mask. So I guess I get more of Tim's complaint about the PW scorecards. Yeah, like they, yeah, they had the guy with the fiend mask on with the characters in the crowd. Um, yeah, like when they cut through and they showed all of the. Like this picture oh, the, right here. The huskus thing too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They counted this as the fiend. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I would argue against that for sure. But was it was it close enough that it would have changed the outcome? Do I, I don't. <laughs> it was three points, and it would have made it a three point win instead of a six point win. Okay. So. But still, so like, I still no. have a gripe. I still yeah. have a gripe. No, I mean, I I I agree with you. Unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, but this is spirit of ho- this is spirit Halloween Bray Wyatt. Yes, spirit yeah, spirit Halloween fiend. Um, like this is not, but this so is not movie quality. T- to the actual question of the week, because I I think this is this is really now the point, and 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 we don't we don't know exactly what's going to happen or or where we go from here, um, and, until tomorrow night when Bray returns to um when he returns to to SmackDown tomorrow. But the question of the week is how can WWE make this incarnation of, of Bray Wyatt a success? Um, and and how how would you define success as well? Like, I mean, it, I know it's kind of an open-ended question, but if anybody wants to, to attack it first, feel free. I think this time they just have to give fluidity to the character and not try to force it into something that it isn't. I think we've seen them do that a few times we saw it with the family we saw it then with the fiend towards the end and in trying to i mean both characters weren't really relying upon having a title we're necessarily chasing a title so i don't think that forcing this new incarnation of bray wyatt into a title scene is going to benefit him as a character certainly not him as a wrestler so i I would prefer to just kind of like we don't have to have every single person vying for a title they they need to find a new storyline to let bray kind of be bray without having eye on the prize for sure yeah lou we uh we did touch on the um the blue light in the doorway uh, as being a a tribute to uh luke harper's luke harper's debut in uh in AEW. but yeah definitely a good catch there um as well uh like ryan or tim any any thoughts on on how wwe can make this a success yeah i love when i love when matt said i think he hit the nail on the head that you have to keep him fresh without forcing him into title pictures if, if you look back at the first gimmick of this sort of prophet kind of preaching the gospel whatever whatever kind of vibe he gave to you um those folks aren't looking to win anything they're just looking to convert the next person into believing what they believe um so to ever put him in a title picture was really unnecessary and i understand that's the name of the game in professional wrestling so you have to walk a thin line and the same thing with the fiend the fiend's goal is like destruction why is he chasing the championship he doesn't need that gold as he's he's fighting he, he became what he was fighting sort of against so find a way to to keep him fresh um and I think you don't have to worry. Don't light his ass on fire. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was really the, the what hurt the fiend the most as he came back as his burnt up marshmallow, um, in a yeah. fucking 
suit that he probably couldn't work well in because it didn't look very comfortable to work in. Um, yeah, I think I think it, it sold it sold some extra merchandise. Uh, so I don't know. Just just know maybe where the limit is with with Bray Wyatt and the character, not fucking have to step over and make sure you sell you know X amount of dolls for Alexa Bliss right. and shit like that. Yeah, but I think again, I... again, it's the business. It's it's I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but. Yeah, I think I, I I think some of the stuff towards the end of the the fiend run um kind of had to do with the fact that that you're you're still in the Thunderdome era um it's it's hard to produce harder harder to produce compelling TV that's gonna get people talking and get people to react um and they were utilizing the fact that you could pre-tape things and you could you you had the, you had the ability to produce things that you can't produce in front of a live crowd um unfortunately yeah they're hit a point where oh crowds are coming back and we still need to do something with this guy and and they just kind of ran out of things to do visually stunning lighting somebody on fire even if it was the the dummy then but but burning the bray wyatt fiend character was visually stunning something i thought we would never see on a wwe production that was straight horror movie script so it was awesome that they did it but nobody asked themselves like hey what's the end game here once we burn this guy we bring him back as uh, what right yeah didn't work tim how can the wwe make this bray wyatt run successful not getting too cute like you're cute (laughs) thank you i appreciate that um with the like Matt like piggybacking on what Matt said, the beginning stages of the Wyatt family were fantastic. Then they got cute. They added Braun Strowman, and then the injury bug kind of settled them down. The Fiend character was fantastic until literally Seth Rollins beat him up with a with the Craftsman Tool Center. <laughs> Uh, in in Saudi Arabia, or no, that wasn't in Saudi Arabia. That was in Hell in a Cell. And then that was in Saudi it, Arabia, though, right? No, Bray won the title in Saudi Arabia. Okay, on Halloween. That's um, right. Right, and so, but then like, the Fiend became such a money making thing that you had to do more with it. And then unnecessarily adding Alexa Bliss. Like, don't get me wrong. Alexa Bliss owes a ton of residual checks to Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> um, she, the Christmas bonus better be nice to the Rotunda home. Baby Six needs the Alexa Bliss wing. Well, and in, I, I, I thought I thought she did really well in that role. Um, Th- because Alexa... <sighs> Alexa at the time also was looking for was in the need for something new. Yeah. And this was something she could sink her teeth into. Um but at some point too, especially when the fiend was gone, I felt less compelled by the doll and and that entire storyline cuz to me it was like the fiend was controlling all that right. not the doll and then the, then you mean to tell me the doll is fiend adjacent and the doll has fiend powers i'm losing it like yeah it, i can it, believe you're they fiend jumped the shark more. they jumped the shark for sure so 
these first couple of months of Bray Wyatt and whatever comes, whether it's the Wyatt six, whether it's the living Firefly Funhouse, whether it's just Bray Wyatt, I feel like this Bray Wyatt is going to be the mixture of everything. And I feel this Bray Wyatt is a Bray Wyatt that can challenge for the title. Okay. The Fiend doesn't make, the Fiend to me did not make sense because the Fiend is not a person. Right. The Fiend was not a human. The Fiend was like a specter. Yeah, it was like a figment of Bray's mind. Yes. Like Bray Wyatt, like this Bray Wyatt, you have to remember Roman Reigns is to Peter Griffin as Bray Wyatt is to the chicken. Oh, yeah. And I mean, hell, go back, go back to Roman's return at SummerSlam in the in the Thunderdome. Like he had, that he, was, had, he literally like one of the last times we ever saw Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, These guys have a rivalry that date back to the Shield versus the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of awesome that Roman Reigns is like the head, the king, the god of this shit. And now Bray Wyatt's back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like Bray Wyatt's back and Roman's like height of powers and Roman's got this stable of four other dudes. And there's talks of Bray Wyatt having his own stable of like five other dudes. Yeah, there's yeah, man, there, there's there's certainly he potential just, he, there. It just gives me cringle tingles, man. It just it it it's hitting the right notes, and I just want, and, and I can expect in this Triple H era of WWE, Bray Wyatt is going to get a very long leash, yeah, and he will have people who respect his vision. And want to cultivate that vision a lot more than what Vince McMahon wanted to do. Yeah, like here's the thing: because I I saw a lot and a lot of immediate reaction to the return uh, Saturday night was, you know, how did you fire this guy? You know, how could you not do something with this guy? All of that. Um, I, 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 I still don't know that we know the whole story behind that. I still find his firing to be very odd. Um, out of all the releases from 2020 until today, um, his was like one of the only one or one of the few that was like by itself. It was on like a Saturday afternoon. It was weird. Like to me, I, 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 I even said to Ryan, I'm like, man, I just feel like Vin, like th- there had to have been a breakdown somewhere like at some point like Vince was like hey you know we got this character and he was kind of given permission to do things with it and then there hit a point where like Vince sometimes to his good other times to his bad always had the final say okay and at some point his vision and Bray's vision stopped meeting each other and there just hit a point where like n- nothing's gonna work and Bray had to get away or something, you know, something. I don't know the whole story. You have, it wasn't a Vince decision. 
Bray Wyatt was a was a a Nick Khan cut because uh, Bray w- Bray was gone. Do it. He had his mental health kick, and he right, was but, but, he had time off. But my my point is Khan, to that Nick Khan fired everybody. Right, but my point is what was part of part of not all of but part of the mental health situation based on the kind of crumbling apart of this character that Bray loved and helped cultivate and all of that because like if your work life's not good that's Maybe. going to be an you know what I mean uh, we we don't yeah, know we tough, don't know but like Triple H Triple H has a different perspective on the business than Vince did like Vince is a <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like Vince is a businessman who bought a company from his dad Triple H is a guy who wrestled for 30 years and then also became part of the WWE business and is is slowly but surely like putting the boots to the competition yeah um so I think yeah he is going to give guys leashes especially a, a person like Bray Wyatt um but also too if there comes a point where there's like creative uh decisions that have to be made i also think rest like superstars wrestlers are going to um be more receptive to to what triple h is presenting them because he's he's been through the shit man like you know he's been there and done it so for me what i i just hope to, to be a success like can he be a champion sure do i need him to be a champion no like yeah just don't don't get too silly with it um let him kind of be him and like i i don't i don't need to see as much as i love the firefly funhouse and i love the characters and all of that i don't i don't necessarily need to see bray wyatt every week on smackdown or every week on raw like it, it's it's okay to have him not be there every week uh so i just tread carefully and 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 like do right by him like I, one of my favorite wrestlers definitely uh, since the time that we've been doing this show probably ever i think he is unbelievably creative and i hope he gets the opportunity um to do so just catch him back here on a couple of uh comments Jim, before- real quick before you go to the well devin's 38 comments <laughs> um i think tim maybe even unknowingly answered the actual question of the week the best can you repeat the question of the week how can wwe make this incarnation of bray wyatt a success and it's really not a wwe thing but tim brought up early in the wyatt family and then a little bit later with the injury bug they can make it a success by keeping bray wyatt injury free yeah that's the biggest thing i think that that will derail this character is a fluke injury one or two months into it um Whereas with with the Cody Rhodes, it's just it's Cody Rhodes, you know what I mean? And you're gonna get that same pop when Cody Rhodes comes back. Yeah. The anticipation, I think, of Bray Wyatt um, was so high that this character can fall very quickly if if the storyline falters or an injury happens that early. Because it's it's fragile. Um, because we've seen what it is it's has happened to Bray fragile. Wyatt and the Fiend and you know all of so, that. So glad I'm glad Tim brought up the injury because as soon as he said, I was like, that's the fucking answer. Just keep him healthy. Like yeah. that's literally what they need to do um and, and to the point i think we're making the, what a great return but unfortunately what makes this great return and this great moment is ultimately a, a release that had to happen like without mm-hmm. 
why it being released, we don't get that return without the challenge and, and, and Cody Rhodes leaving. You don't get that Cody Rhodes return. Right. Right. So while it may not make sense, like in the moment, it's professional wrestling, mm-hmm. what, it, what it can create in the future. And oftentimes not too far out future. It's usually worth the wait. Yeah. I don't want to ignore a couple of the comments here. Lou said uh, last time during his original uh, runs, Felt like he lost a lot of big matches. I agree. I think um, not 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 having you know so many times you saw him kind of, and we've said it on this show numerous times in the past. You call your shot and you end up failing. You call your shot, you end up failing. Like have him let's have him not do that. <laughs> you know here for a little while. I don't know if it's a feed him mid carters or what. Um, but again, I don't I don't think he needs to wrestle every Friday and be built up like your standard. You know, like he doesn't need to be fed jobbers like Omos was when he was coming out of the AJ Styles tag team. Like, I don't think Bray Wyatt needs to do that. You heard the reaction on Saturday. We know who Bray Wyatt is. We're excited for Bray Wyatt. We don't, we don't need, um, we don't need to build the Bray Wyatt character as a, as a wrestler. We, we know we're ready. We're, we're ready for this return. Um, so you're thinking he's going to wrestle Veer tomorrow on SmackDown. Absolutely. Um, uh, Devin kind of said the same thing. Don't have him lose as much. Uh, Scotty asked, like, who do you think his first feud should be? Should he have a new move set? I don't, I don't think, I don't know who his first feud should be. I honestly don't. I, I, I'm, and I'm actually going into SmackDown tomorrow kind of with a just curiosity of seeing what exactly they present us tomorrow night. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think he needs to change a whole lot up. I mean, he's a big, he's a big guy. Like, I don't need to see him doing, uh, you know, moonsaults. I don't need to see him doing, you know, I, I don't need him to be a Kevin Owens either. Like, Kevin Owens is a big guy who uses his body, but I don't need Bray Wyatt to do the same thing. Like, just, like I think Bray's fine. I also don't think Bray Wyatt should be in 28-minute matches. Like, give me, give me 12 minutes tops out of Bray Wyatt and I'm good. Like not every match has to be a marathon. And, uh, and I think we'll, uh, we'll be fine there. Um, uh, Lou says not jobbers, mid carters, the, then he either beats Roman or he loses him, uh, and builds this Roman run. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. And I think that's the beauty of, of where we're at, um, going into tomorrow night on SmackDown is, is there's there is kind of this great mystery of what uh this Bray Wyatt's gonna be. All right, guys, real quick here before we close out the live show, um, let's hit this. Since John Moxley, Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the wrestler, wrestler, wrestler on the all right, week number 26, and uh, we do still have Rodney as our People's Champ selector, um, and he selected Tom Brady? Yeah, because uh, he took a sack on Sunday, and cool. Uh, let's get intern Marks out of the way, because he's wiggling his ass at York or something. Uh, he has Frankie Kazarian at 5. Orange Cassidy at four, Nick F Engage at two, Bray Wyatt or at three, uh, Bray Wyatt at two, and Seth freaking Rollins at uh, at number uh, one. Who would like to go next? I just like to highlight that everybody on this panel tweeted about that Tom Brady sell job, but not everybody tweeted about the wrestlers of the week. <laughs> I 
just want to put that out there. Number five, Bray Wyatt. He returned. That was really cool. Uh, number four, Orange Cassidy. He beat uh, uh, Pac. He's the new MPWA heavyweight champion, <laughs> Mid- Mid-Atlantic champion. I don't know, something like that. Uh, it's his first gold belt, and uh, they had Orange Confetti. Kaz, the new Impact um, uh, X Division champion, beating uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Nick Effin Gage, your new GCW champion over John Moxley. Uh, and Seth Rollins, your new U.S. champion, beating out old Bob Lashley. Bob! All right. Matter, Tim? It's my least favorite of the ones, by the way. Oh, I, I reacted quickly. I saw the first I understand. That's understandable. Saw the first one I and go. I hit it. I can go next. All right. Go um, ahead, Matt. Fifth place, I had Nathan Frazier um, for the number one contender for the North American title. Um, number four, Frankie Kazarian, as Ryan mentioned, the new X Division champ in Impact. Three, Orange Cassidy. Orange Confetti won the match. First belt. <laughs> All good stuff. Uh, number two, did I type Seth freaking Rollins or is that just put in there? I, I didn't put, write it I, I put I put it in there. That's his okay. that's his God given name. Okay. In the future, please don't correct what I type. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm beating Bobby Lashley uh, to become champion. And number one, the Death Dolls for becoming the new Impact KO tag champs. All right, Tim, go ahead. Uh, number five for me, the Death Dolls. Impressive victory over Z- uh, ZXT. Uh, become the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, Nick Effingage reclaiming the GCW title at four. Bray Wyatt, shocking the world, in quotation marks, but returning nonetheless, uh, becoming the White Rabbit. Number two, Seth freaking Rollins, impressive in defeat against uh, Matt Riddle and then reclaiming uh, the U.S. title once again on Raw. And number one, Orange Cassidy. Who, who did he beat on Raw? Uh, he beat um, Lashley. You clever. You clever. All right. And for me, uh, I have Orange Cassidy at number five, uh, becoming the new North Atlantic Pacific champion. Uh, the Death Dolls at four. Ronda Rousey, look, it wasn't a great match, but uh, still your new SmackDown Women's Champion nonetheless. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins uh, for beating Bobby! Bobby! Lashley at uh, on Raw for the U.S. title. And uh, I know he didn't wrestle, but... Uh, it was it, it was the biggest thing of the week for me, and that was Bray Wyatt's uh, return. So for the week, uh, week number twenty six, we have uh, the Death Dolls at five, Nick F and Gage at number four, uh, Bray Wyatt and Orange Cassidy in a tie for a second this week, and Seth freaking Rollins rounds out the uh, the standings for the week. And then uh, Tim, I believe we have a shakeup again uh, in the top ten. We do. Uh, Ty Valkyrie crawling closer to the number one spot, now tied for fifth with the War Dog Wardlow. Uh, everything else stays the same. Uh, again, no, it's not Wardlow. Who is 22? I literally <laughs> said I was going to correct oh, this, man. and I didn't. Who is 22? Um, that's Roman Reigns. He's tied with Roman you Reigns. You didn't acknowledge him? Acknowledge me. My goodness, Tim! I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send notice to the. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that rounds us out for the week.
right, and that is where we uh, we leave for the week. We did have another topic, but uh, there you go, Matt. Acknowledging, good job, good job, Matt. Um, Thank you. Um, and we uh, so that's where we close uh, for the week. The other topic, I think we can get back to it next week because I think it'll uh, still be uh, still be topical. So we will uh, we will cover that. But uh, gentlemen, anything to add, or should I just make a quick wrap of this thing? We're already up against it. All right, you know where to find all of us, uh, but you can find the show, threecountthursday.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Three Count Thursday. You can get, of course, the merchandise over at tpublic.com right now, and probably for the next couple of days, everything is 35% off, so you can go and grab everything at a great price. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all podcast platforms because we do drop the uh the, the Tuesday podcast only, no video. So uh, make sure you do that. And uh, until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin.